0: You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen May, on this Friday afternoon. Let's turn to our first guest and first topic of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're hearing about a new online medicine delivery platform called MedsGo, which is proposed by a group of registered pharmacists. And to tell us more, I'm really delighted to be joined in the studio by Iris chan Man, the president of the Practicing Pharmacists Association of Hong Kong. Welcome to the program, Iris. Thank you so much for Thank being you. with us.
1: Thank you very much. Thank Thank you you so
0: much. Yes. Um, So first of all, um, your association has been uh, providing this medicine courier service uh, for about a year now. Tell us a little bit more about the service.
1: Mm, Right. For about a year now, we've seen the need of the population uh, to really to try to stay away from clinics, uh, places where there are other sick people. And then uh, people would try to buy a lot of things online. So basically, a lot of things you can now get online. Groceries, uh, electrical appliances, anything that you can think of, except medicines. So because the law in Hong Kong, uh, we have a, a special uh, pharmacy and poisons ordinance that regulates uh, the, the transportation and, the, and the, uh, the delivery of the medications. Uh, so basically, there is no uh, mail-order pharmacies in Hong Kong. So we cannot post uh, medicines. And can, we cannot uh, have the medicines uh, uh, going from here to there without the supervision of a pharmacist or uh, within the regulations. So basically, the service came from that demand that people need medicines, basically. And sometimes they just cannot get out of the home. Uh, maybe it's because of the uh, pandemic. and Or maybe it's because uh, they have some sick people at home and they don't want to leave them alone. So the service came about... Uh, about the the time of the COVID-19, and then when people started asking if they can get their prescription medicines from our pharmacies and the retail sector uh, to be delivered to their homes. And so the association being... Uh Made up of registered pharmacists. Of course, we took the the, uh, the the plate to the plate, stepped up to the plate, and we also said, okay, uh, we'll try to do this uh, with our manpower. So the pharmacists and our assistants uh, did the delivery service. What's the demand like at the moment? Mm, the demand like is rising because the Omicron uh, variant is coming fast and strong, and in many countries is infecting millions. And a lot of the people now would like to stay at home if they can. And to really stop the transmission of the virus, uh, we need to take steps to stop the spread. So if we don't go to places, uh, if we are infected and we don't infect other people, and then if we don't go to these places where there are other infected people, then we don't get sick. So if Hong Kong uh, doesn't do uh, measures to stop the spread, then our hospital system will soon collapse because of the overburden. So... A lot of people are looking forward to uh, using these online services to buy things so uh, p- for medicines they would have to use the services of a registered pharmacist.
0: Typically who are these clients who are some of the patients who use these de- uh, user delivery service?
1: Uh, first of all the people who are recently discharged from the hospital so usually maybe they live at home or maybe they have helpers or carers they just don't want them to go to these places to get the medicines uh, because of the uh, epidemic now and then also because they're 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 quite preoccupied with things of caring for the patient, so they would need the service. Uh, The second population group is the elderly who live at home. So sometimes uh, they themselves would order the medications or maybe their uh, relatives who are living maybe overseas or maybe very far apart. So they would order the medicines and have them delivered to them. Uh, Some uh, moms who are pregnant uh, or have little children, babies, uh, they don't want to go outside because of the epidemic. And then maybe their hands are full. And so they would call us the disabled uh, and also the people who uh, have difficulty in mobility. uh, They use the service, too chronically ill patients exactly. who may not even
0: want to go out because in the public system the queues can be the, the time the waiting times can be quite long just oh, to get absolutely. a script yes, yes
1: absolutely so that that is one of the reasons because of the time factor uh, that people can just stay at home and get these medicines uh from the pharmacist safely delivered to them uh that's a plus to their time management yeah tell us about this a new platform the meds you've gone online mm. now
0: um, tell us a little bit more about
1: it right the meds basically it's um IT platform. So at the uh, www.medsco.org, you get into this IT platform, and then you will find that uh, it's a simple form where you can register your name, uh, your personal particulars, and then you just type in freely what kind of medicines you want. And if it's a prescription medicine, then we would need a letter of authorization uh, so that we would get that uh, from the patient after contacting the patient, after getting their form. And then once they authorize us, we can go to the public hospital system, we can go into the uh, private hospital, retail pharmacies, or even doctor's clinics to pick up the medicines for them. So during the transport, uh, the pharmacist and their assistants will have to make sure that those medicines uh, don't get lost, don't get damaged, right, and don't get messed up, mixed up. Because if you leave it to the hands of uh, non-professionals, these things often happen. And then uh, because the medicines are not ordinary articles of commerce, uh, any mix up, any damages or any loss will cause fatal consequences. Does it have to be sort of stored in a certain temperature? Um, will it melt? <laughs> I don't know well, some think. of them will, <laughs> yes. because every different kind of medications need a uh, special temperature uh, conditions. So it depends on the medication. So, for example, insulin it needs to be in you know in very cool, cool conditions. conditions. And then a lot of the other medications they cannot be exposed to sunlight for too long. And then of course you have things that are in tin containers uh, that. You cannot damage them because if they fall out and then uh, it gets damaged, then it uh, it hurts the integrity of the medicines and the quality of the therapeutic um, elements of the of the medications. So, but all these things have to be in the hands of the professional because we are well trained as to how to store and manage the medications. And what happens if uh, things like that happen. uh, Things that get mixed up or gets damaged, what to do. So basically, that's why the reason is that it cannot be uh, given into uh, normal, um, the uh, transportation couriers companies. Yeah, uh, how, how does your association verify
0: the prescriptions or, or the script? When
1: is it provided, when you register or how, how does it work? Hmm. Well, number one is that uh, it can work just like a courier service. So basically all the prescriptions are filled, let's say at the hospital authority, it's already filled, so we don't have to take the prescription. So we just pick up the medications under the authorization of the patient and then we would transport that to the patient's home uh, upon the agreement of the time and date of delivery. Okay. Well, um,
0: what if they needed to extend the prescription or the script? Can they go through you to extend it
1: with the hospital? Mm. If they need a new prescription, let's say, right, or maybe they have uh, completed the refills on the prescription, uh, they can uh, help. we can help them in terms of to get a new prescription and then uh, to get that filled where they want it to be filled because they may have a special neighbourhood pharmacy where they want it to be filled or uh, maybe they want to have a new prescription from the hospital authority uh, without going to the hospital hospital. So
0: some medication is lifelong. If, you're, if you've if got high blood pressure, for mm, example, hypertension yeah. or diabetes, a lot of times these right, are... exactly. Mm. So
1: there were uh, situations when the hospital authority didn't want these patients to go back so early and so they would just refill the prescriptions and ask them to pick it up. So those were the times that uh, we were quite busy because they didn't have to go to the hospital to see the doctor. They just needed the medicines, basically. So we could do that for the, on their behalf. And then because there are some of the hospital authority prescriptions, which are called self-financed items. So SFI prescriptions, we call them, self-financed items, basically the patient gets the prescription, and then we have to go to their neighborhood pharmacy to get it filled. Once they give that prescription to that neighborhood pharmacist, they cannot get the prescription back. So that means they have to go back to that pharmacy that same to pharmacy. get a refill, right, or the rest of the medications if they need it. So that's the that's how uh, that we provide service to them. So we would go to that particular pharmacy to pick up that refill for them on that SFI prescription. Why, is, yeah. why is that not transferable? Why does it have to be mm. so specific to that pharmacy and yeah, pharmacy? Exactly. That's the basically the requirement of the law. Yeah, that that prescription would have to stay at that pharmacy. Yeah. So that of course we need to review in the future, and then hopefully we can get a chance to be uh, to make it electronic. So it doesn't have to be a paper prescription. And then if it's electronic, then uh, we can uh, do a lot of uh, different things uh, on the online, basically.
0: That's a lot of manpower for, for uh, a lot of your registered uh, pharmacists. Is there a delivery charge or what's the charge like?
1: Mm. We try to keep the charge at a benchmark of uh, $100 where a lot of the van companies uh, used to charge that $100 to pick up the COVID-19 specimen, deliver it to the Department of Health. We try to keep it at that range, about $100. So it takes about uh, three to five days to uh, transport their medications to the patient uh, so it works a little bit like a private ambulance service so if you give uh the opportunity uh to people who are rushed uh that we can have space and availability do the rushed orders uh so The other people who are non-urgent, then we can take care of those in three to five days. So, of course, if it's really extremely urgent, then we just treat it case by case. Yeah. What sorts of urgent cases have you come across? Well, urgent cases is um, uh, the patients uh, just went to the doctor and then um, they need to change medications. Yeah, so uh, we need need to go back to that doctor and then to uh, pick up the new prescription for them on that day. Yeah, so that's one of the urgent things. And of course, there are patients that are always down to their last pill, and then they figure out they need a refill. Yeah, so that we have to rush for them too. And
0: um, your association is also asking for funds uh, from the government's anti-epidemic, uh, sorry, anti-pandemic uh, funds. Uh, what would that cover?
1: Mm, OK, so uh, the we're asking the government in the proposal for the anti-epidemic fund is to allocate budget uh, to uh, provide the funding uh, for the pharmacists to deliver the Service of the medications delivery uh, free of charge to the vulnerable, high risk patients. So that's in reference to the Australian model, where they have already allocated 36.5 million Australian dollars towards community pharmacies delivering the home. Uh, to the homes of the patients, their medicines. So uh, what we're seeing is that medication safety is important during the pandemic. And if we want to win uh, the pandemic, then people need to stay at home. So the basic necessities, uh, we need to be able to deliver to them so, so that they don't have to go out. So medications and healthcare is one of those basic necessities that people who doesn't want to go out have to go out if they need to go out. And so that, that's why we want to provide solution. Yeah, and a proposal to the government uh, with reference to global benchmarks that uh, people can use some of the government's funding and then we can uh, overcome the pandemic and people can stay at home and still get their life-saving medications.
0: One of the groups you serve, um, Iris, is the elderly. Mm. And some, a lot of elderly in Hong Kong live by themselves. Mm. And if they're unclear about how to take their medication or if they're confused, mm. how does your association support this um, mm. when delivering them medication to yeah, them?
1: Yeah, because one of the legal requirements Requirements in addition to delivering the medications in a safe and efficient way, is that the pharmacists have to give medication counseling. So, because when we
0: go to the hospital, they often teach us how to, you yeah, know, you have exactly. it three times a day. And yeah,
1: so that's why uh, we do that through telecommunication means. So if uh, now they can use their uh, WhatsApp video, yeah, other other kinds of a teleconference or maybe just a basic telephone call, uh, that's important to be in conjunction with the medications delivered to them. So mm-hmm. that's one of the uh, essential parts of the service itself.
0: How user friendly is that? Uh, I mean, how good are the elderly with technology?
1: Mm, some of them are quite good in terms of uh using their iPhones <laughs> and uh and their are uh, their their laptops, uh, but most of them uh they just depend on the telephone, yeah, and I still think uh, the basic um the basic ways are always uh, uh something we can fall back on that they can use their telephone to call us to be, get access to the pharmacist and I think some of the times that they are closer to the pharmacist mm-hmm. in that way that we're just a phone call away
0: and just chit chatting and just asking questions, yes
1: exactly have a channel communication exactly
0: mm. um i, I want to turn briefly uh about, about um uh, expired vaccine since mm. we have a registered uh pharmacist in our studio um i think earlier this week a private clinic injected uh 36 people with uh expired uh biotech uh, vaccine and two of them got quite sick um i mean how safe is it to use expired vaccine and the reason i ask is mm. a lot of um I I know certainly, I know old people in my lives that Mm -hmm. have expired medication Mm. and they say, it's
1: okay, you know, it's just Mm. expired
0: by six months. Mm. Um, is,
1: is it okay? (laughs) Okay. Well, basically, in my personal opinion, uh, it's not safe to take expired medicines or vaccines. Yeah. So that's why we have an expiration date. Yeah. Because through testing, we know uh, with that date, somehow the quality uh, of that medication or vaccine will deteriorate. So how much it deteriorates, we cannot calculate. And basically, uh, it's in a safe level if we, if we use it within the expiration date. And after that, you know, uh, it's questionable. Mm. areas of quality that we just don't know. Yeah, Is it a hard ex, uh, expired date or is it a best before? Is there a, mm. a,
0: a shelf life? H- how does it work with medicine?
1: Well, of course, it's like a, um, a time, period of time where uh, gone through testing that we know that within that expiration date, then the medication is safe and effective and good quality. After that time, uh, we cannot judge how much it has uh, degraded. So basically, I would say if the expiration date, uh, I would use it as a clear cut off date. Yeah. So after that date, don't use it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's (laughs) common sense. A lot of times we rely on medicine at home before we see the doctor, especially during the pandemic. Many of uh, many people are reluctant to sometimes go to the doctors. I mean how safe is it to use an an expired medication at home is it still the same you shouldn't use it
1: yeah i think uh, my op- opinion is uh, don't use it uh in the past maybe i you there's some situations where you just cannot go out and get the medications right but i think with now our new service uh with the medsco and then it's an it platform the medsco you can just it's just a button away so I would do, I would really say uh, if you have medications that are expired, don't use it. Yeah, uh, give it to the pharmacist to uh, dispose of it, and don't throw it in the garbage can, right? Because it's not it environmentally yeah, yeah friendly. And then uh, to just uh, button away, uh, get in touch with the Medco.org, uh, and then uh, you can get in touch with the pharmacist, and we can just deliver it to your door. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that simple. A little bit of um, effort and uh, maybe a little a little bit of um, uh, delivery charge, you can keep yourself safe in the pandemic. so Because in case um, something happens because you took that expired drug and some of those are really toxic. Uh, some medications are really toxic after the expiration date. So and then if you go to have to go to the hospital, then you may not even get in. Right? And then even if you did get in, you will be exposed to the, the virus, the COVID-19. So I think it's best bet uh, to now be very very careful of to how to use the medicines and how you take care of your health. The best thing to do is keep healthy and if you have options uh, take the safer option. Yeah um, Iris you mentioned a really interesting
0: point just now disposal of uh, used medication. What can we do? Do not throw it in the landfill. A lot of times it's just sitting there at mm. home and you know we don't know what to do with it.
1: Yeah absolutely uh, our association has been running the, uh, the safe disposal medicines for over 10 years now. Uh, we go around town collecting these medicines are free of charge. Of course, we have we have to have funding ourselves to get it disposed of by the Environmental Protection Department, uh, because that's how you're supposed to do it, and not throw it away in the garbage. And so, if we have the MedsGo.org service, basically, when we go deliver the service, uh, you could give us those medications too. Yeah, and then we can dispose of it.
0: Yeah, well, mm. thank you so much, Iris, for joining us. Remind our listeners once again, what's the website for MedsGo, and how can we find out more yeah, about it? Yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, please, uh, just a button away, www, Dot M-E-D-S-G-O dot meds-go dot Thank Excellent. you. Excellent.
0: Thank you so much. And we've been chatting with Iris Chan Yiman, the president of the Practicing Pharmacists Association of Hong Kong. Thank you very much.